It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new edition of Southern Race Week Radio Network and Podcast. I am often imitated, but never duplicated. The man, the myth, the legend. I am William Barber, according to the IRS, but according to you, my family, friends, cousins, neighbors, I am WB. And then, of course, setting high atop his pit box, the man that let, gets us all the interviews that we could ever want. He has all the contacts. He has their cell phone numbers, their personal IDs, and their home addresses. I'm talking about the producer to the stars. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alfie to the show. Alfie, 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 what's going on, bro? I'm doing good, William. Why are you so loud in the beginning of the show? Are you just excited to be back since you were gone for a week on vacation for the first time in over a year? Because uh, Over one that. year, bro. I have me and B3 Motorsports has not been out of town, not been to the... We have not even been to an escape to the airport hotel to watch planes land. So we have, uh, we, we, we are back from one week worth of vacation and, uh, much rested, much regenerated and ready to go. And, uh, dude, man, telling you, I needed it. You know, I got a busted up left knee. I got a busted up right knee. I'm falling apart, bro. And I needed it. I needed it. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself and and you got back safely and back into the captain's chair this week, buddy. So uh, you know we got a lot of emails and and tweets about how how people missed you so much, buddy. So yeah, glad to have you know. back, my friend. I don't know about all that, but I know that last week in the motorsport world there was a lot of great racing action in the NHRA short track and the NASCAR world, and I got a chance to actually watch some of it. I mean. Goodness gracious. I mean, normally on the, you know, everyday weekend and everything else, I got so many, you know, to-do lists that I can't do anything. But I'm telling you what, it was a great weekend. And uh, I actually came home Saturday, celebrated Musa Mofo Barber's birthday. Our English Bulldog on Saturday celebrated his birthday. And he and I got to watch. NHRA drag racing. We got to watch NASCAR from Dover. And I mean, it was a great thing. And then we got to watch some secret video from Sonora Raceway. I don't want to talk about how I got Sonora Raceway video, but I did. I, somebody recorded me Sonora Raceway video, but I got it. So I, I watched that too. So it's great time. So this week, Alfie, on the show, we have Greg Walter, the big dog, the head honcho over there at Charlotte Motor Speedway, going to be uh, getting us up to speed on what's going to happen with the Coca-Cola, the Coke 600, baby. How many people are going to be allowed in the grandstands and how much fun we're going to have. Then we're going to catch up with Lenny Batiki and talk about short track racing news. How much has the tracks opening up in the short track world affected the economy in the areas of the Southeast and beyond. And then of course, we're going to catch up with 15 year old phenom, Grant Thomas. Hey everybody, this is Roger Cruz from Red Racing. 
and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie uh, joining you for this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we bring in the biggest names in motorsports. And we're very honored and privileged to have another great guest joining us this week on the Food Depot Zoom line as we go live to his offices at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, also the 2020 Promoter of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Greg Walter! Come on, Mr. Walter! Thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having yourself a fine day, my friend. I am, and I've told you this many times before, of all the interviews I do, you have the best intros of anybody, so uh, anytime you ask, I will always show up. So. Hey, well, you know what, you're a big deal guest, so we always have to give you a big deal introduction, my friend. <laughs> As I just mentioned, the Open, congratulations, 2020 Promoter of the Year, quite a, a title, so how's it like to be recognized among your peers and as the Promoter of the Year in, in 2020? Well, Alice, I appreciate that. And, and I've gotten a lot of, of, of people said a lot of kind things. Um, but that, that reward, that award deserved to go to the whole team, right? It is, it is the, the vision of the team and all they executed. And to overuse that word pivot, all the things they did in 2020 to be relevant. You know, we were one of the first places to do mobile you know, testing through our partners with Atrium Healthcare. We were actually did you know, 16,000 vaccinations in a weekend when we first large mobile testing sites. That playbook, along with what happened down with the Panther Stadium, Honeywell took those, those plans and shared that with the governor of every state in the union about you know, how you can do this and do this effectively. So, look, we've been able to, to feed a lot of families, do a lot of charity things, we're just driving concerts, driving movies. 2020 was a hard year for all of us, but it was a year that taught us some really valuable lessons and I'm glad that it did. Well, if you do another movie drive-in night and it happens to be Back to the Future, you let me know and I will be there. <laughs> I, I will put you on the invite list. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Walter, let's talk about uh, a big event you got coming up here, Memorial Day weekend, traditionally known for two big racing events, but we'll end the day at Shirley Motor Speedway with the running of the Coca-Cola 600, the longest event on the schedule, a, a, a battle of machine versus human as i like to say because it is a, a grinding race uh, for these drivers and for these cars as well and you just received some great news you reached you just told me before we went on the air here that you had recently speaking to the governor's office and they have let you um, know that you'll be able to be at 100 percent capacity for the coca-cola 600 so that must be exciting news not only for yourself but the staff and probably every race fan that knows how big an event this is because it's not only about the 600 miles of racing, but the great patriotic uh, salute that you do for the brave men and women that have served this country. So uh, how excited are for you guys to open the gates and welcome everyone in the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the upcoming Coca-Cola 600? Um, incredibly excited. I think like I told you before we started uh, getting the call from the governor's office on Friday morning that they were going to, given the CDC's guidance the day before, that they were going to basically lift restrictions. Um, masks will still be suggested for those who are not vaccinated, but for everyone else, they believe that, that things are safe. And Alfie, we're actually gonna do vaccinations on site. We, we told the state that we would be good stewards of what we've been given and offer people opportunities to come out here and actually get a, a vaccine if they, if they so want to. Coke 600, right? You know, last year when we didn't have the race, it was, 
man, it was just like a hollow feeling, right? It was like a hole in your heart that we didn't have fans here. The race didn't go off the same way it normally does, and things were so different. We were thankful that we were actually able to race, but in terms of the changes and, and you know, the fact that fans couldn't be here, it was just, uh, just felt hollow. The fact that we'll be able to have fans here, there'll still be some, you know, conditions and caveats, but we're able to get fans here. And the neat thing about, about the Coke 600, you said it's a test of man and machine. The other factor that it adds in there is the conditions change, right? You go from a daytime race in late May, all that heat, and gradually over the 600 miles, the track conditions change substantially. So the machine, can the machine endure that time? The driver, how does the driver interact? And then throw in the wild card of how do track conditions change from, you know, six o'clock to, to say 10 o'clock. So it's, it's a, it's a neat formula for, for a lot of storylines that can play out. We are going to have the pre-race show in terms of the military and then being here. And we do take pride in the fact that, that we're able to honor them and the, the, the brave men and women who serve our country and secure our freedoms. But it's also the eve of Memorial Day. We don't want to forget that. So we will this year have this, this 600 miles of remembrance where each of the cars will have a, the name of a fallen service member over the, the windshield. And then, you know, after this, this powerful thing we've been able to do the last couple of years, we actually pause the race halfway. So you have all this chaos with 40 cars on the track and, and all this noise. You can't hear your neighbor. And all of a sudden, they all pull on the pit road and turn off the engines. And then for 30 seconds, it's a chance to, to change our hearts and to reflect on what that day means. We're proud of the traditions that, that we've been able to have. The Department of Defense has been incredible in giving us access to the bases and, and a lot of the servicemen and women in terms of telling their stories and doing so in, in an effective and meaningful way. So it's, we are, it could not be more excited like a kid at Christmas for race week to be here and to have, see old friends and, and, and even some new friends for race weekend. Now, Mr. Walter, I'm sure our listeners are just at the amps to um, get themselves some tickets since now we yeah. know they're going to be 100% capacity. So if our listeners uh, want to get their hands on tickets, what's the best route for them to get the information and get, get those tickets? Well, the first thing I would do, I would suggest is going on to the website. Everything you really need is there. The call volume, as you can imagine, is just extraordinary right now. So go to the website, www.charlottemotorspeedway.com, and you'll see the tiles that will guide you towards you know, what kind of things, questions you may have, the tickets you may want to purchase. But if you want to call us, um, 1-800-455-FANS, F-A-N-S. Um, and just bear with us a little bit. Like I said, the, the phones have been lighting up. People are super excited that they can come here and, and celebrate Memorial Day weekend with us. Uh, speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, here on Sunrise Week Radio, along with the Sunrise Week Radio podcast. And an event you just had over the weekend, NHRA, was just in town for you guys at your four-wide event. You guys were able to have some NHRA action. So how was it for you guys to uh, welcome NHRA back to your facility with fans as well? Now, for it had been, I think we calculated like 570-some-odd days since we heard the, the war of, of Nitro down, down the four-wide. And um, there was a really cool energy and feel. The fans were excited. When we announced that the governor had lifted restrictions, man, the, the cheer from the crowd that was here, I think actually overshadowed, overpowered the, the, the roar of those engines on the track, which is, which is tough to do if you've ever been to, a, to an NHRA race. You know, great storylines. You know, uh, John Forrest won the, the, the funny car category and actually donated the trophy to Bruton, and um, that was just an incredible storyline. I mean, here's a guy 
who is a legend. He's the Michael Jordan of drag racing. He was so excited and took that trophy and gave it to Marcus in, in the press room and said, give this to your dad. So I won the first one. And um, knowing all your dad's done, meaning Bruton has done for our sport and, and NHRA racing and what he's invested in it. John was just incre incredibly emotional and appreciative. It was a powerful moment. It was tough to have a dry eye in the, in the, uh, in the media center and then watching him on TV give his, give his traditional, you know, John Force craziness kind of interview. But we had some great storylines. We set some records because of the cool temperatures. Um, Brittany was at 333 miles an hour, a new record for us. I mean, think about that, going from zero to 333 miles in less than four seconds. I mean, that's just amazing. The fastest accelerating machines on the planet. It's incredible. And I've had the opportunity to see them in commerce. And I got to tell you, just on a two-wide track is insane. So I can only imagine what it's like when you got four wide racing going on there at the Z-Max Dragway. So uh, looking forward to seeing NHRA hopefully sometime soon at your facility uh, when you got when they come back into town. So um, really excited. So uh, charlottemotorspeedway.com is the website. Check out all the information. Uh, purchase your tickets for everything that goes on there. You also got the short track there as well. So you're just basically the epicenter of racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway and everything you have around there. So Mr. Walter, uh, thank you so much. We always appreciate you. You're a friend of the show. And we always love having you on to promote everything that's going on at your facility. So uh, good luck to you as you, you have the Coca-Cola 600 for Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we're looking forward to the Roval race as well later on this year. So uh, just excited for everything that's going on for you, sir. Thanks, but hey, listen, I mean, it, does, it needs to be stated. We appreciate all you do for our fans. Um, you, and for those who don't know you, the way I've gotten to know you lately, um, you have a genuine heart for the fans and, and to share the story. So thanks for all you do for us. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location. As always, I'm WB. I want to thank you all for taking time to tune in. And here on the old show, every single week, we try to bring in the professionals, the experts, People who bring credibility to this program. And this week, we have no stranger to the program. Of course, you know him. I know him. We all know him. That's right. From Charlotte Motor Speedway and the king of short track racing and information and locations. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lenny Bateki. Lenny, how are you WB, doing? WB, thank you for that introduction. And, and you know, we're going to have to play that back a few times for Alfie so he could really see how to get it done. Yeah, I mean, you even got the crowd going. I mean, jeez, I mean, that's, come on. That's, that's a broadcast professional that you are. I mean, you, you add the sound effect. We tried to do it, man. We tried to do it, man. Hey, listen, Lenny, I tell you, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And they all said, amen. The masks are gone and the racetracks are open, brother. Let's talk about they the excitement. They really are, you know, from up, up in Boyd's all the way across to Oglethorpe, pretty much everywhere in between the Baja, Winder Barrow, all those places having good races. And yeah, the mask rules are, are done. The uh, social distancing, uh, you know, just still got to be smart. There's no reason to get up. You know, if you don't feel good, don't go to the races. There's plenty of, uh, you know, things to be able to watch on the Internet. And then when you get healthy, go back out. Don't don't get your friends and racers and things like that sick. But the heck, the rest of it, 
get out there and have that time we all been dreaming about having. And uh, there's a short track somewhere in Georgia that ain't but a few miles away from you. And uh, they'll welcome you back. And they're having a lot of good programs this weekend. And, of course, Memorial Day weekend. They'll be special. And you've got some special drivers doing really well right now. Well, let's talk about those special drivers. Uh, some Georgia boys are traveling across state lines to get those dollars. And it's making a lot of sense to them these days. They really are. And the one that really seems to be, uh, you know, putting the bulldog out there and biting him wherever he goes is Brandon over and won two races last weekend. A whole huge pile of money. I think it was fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000, something like that. It's a darn bit. It'll pay for uh, the truck payment. Let's just say that. And, um, you know, he is just such a, a special, unique talent. And as he continues to set himself up on the national stage, there's no telling where uh, where he's going to bring victories and bring those trophies back to uh, the Peach State. The other thing kind of combines the um, the track things that we were speaking about with the driver. Cody Haskett has uh, you know ended up in victory lane before at places like Gresham Motorsports Park and Atlanta Motor Speedway when he was racing legends. Well, now he's running on the dirt and just picked up a win at Sonoya. Sonoa, however you say it. Exactly. I know it's all, <laughs> but taking the win there. And the Pollard family has done something really special with that track. They've infused a lot of cash to it. And the neat thing is the Masseys have done the same thing over at West Georgia. I know they got a big show coming up this weekend. And usually things aren't as good when there's a separation. But I think the winners have been the drivers and teams and the fans of Georgia. So now you got a strong West Georgia, a stronger Sonoa. And that's just awesome for the fans in and around that area. And uh, like I said, the other tracks, uh, Livonia, always putting on great Friday night shows. Hartwell coming back stronger and stronger. And uh, I think fans are really going to be uh, be pleased with the uh, facilities when they get back there. They've they've not just been sitting around waiting. It's kind of like all of us, you know. Uh, we did yard work while we waited to get uh, get done. And these tracks have been uh, you know reinvesting and painting and cleaning and things like that. I think it's uh, it's a big time for uh, Georgia Motorsports fans. Uh, boys had uh, Eli Beats, a, a driver. From Tennessee, but the fans will know him from racing carts at North Georgia or at uh, Georgia Karting Center. Eli was a uh, big-time kart racer. Uh, Livonia had a bunch of folks, like I said, uh, doing what they do. Oglethorpe, Hartwell, Winder, Cochran. Man, Cochran getting ready for more big shows down there at Cochran. The Crate Racing USA sanction has really fallen in love with Cochran. And Swainsboro is back open Oh, Paul Purvis, my favorite promoter, and I would tell that to any of the other promoters. Paul Purvis is just a great human being and uh, does it right. Make sure you feel appreciated every second of the way and uh, so proud and glad that he is back. So no, uh, Swainsboro Raceway, a, a show place. Can't wait to get back there and, and see all of them. So that's kind of the grassroots stuff that's going on in Georgia. Get out, support those grassroots tracks, and uh, go see them chase some checkers. If y'all just joined us on uh, this edition of Southern Race, we've got Lenny Batiki on the old Food Depot hotline talking about short track race and action. And, uh, Lenny, you know, with the drivers, uh, they have to be appreciative of the fact that, just like you said, between uh, between what's happened when going on with West Georgia Speedway, Sonoy, and, and, and other dirt track programs, you know, there for a long time, in the dirt track world in Georgia, it was either Dixie 
or maybe maybe Tacoa, maybe you know whatever. So having some racetracks, some dirt tracks that are open and open with, I mean, heck, Sonoy's got a gift shop. Okay, Lenny. I mean, come on, man. Having, I remember going to dirt tracks and they had a porta potty out there for the ticket booth. Okay, I mean, this is, this is to see this revitalization of the short track racing program on the south side of Atlanta and available to all those folks from Alabama that come over the state line to have some quality racing. You know, because uh, let's face it, Alabama's full of dirt tracks. I mean, I was just down at Deep South Speedway uh, this past weekend, and man, what a heck of a show and a heck of a place. So having these racetracks in Georgia is kind of helping out with the old Georgia economy, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, and uh, I think all of us have been pent up waiting and uh, thankful for these tracks to hang in there and for the fans to hang in there and not forget about these Friday and Saturday tracks that need them to come back. Now it's time to uh, welcome them with open arms and on a special weekend like we've got coming up, Memorial Day weekend, and all the families uh, associated and related with uh, men and women of the armed forces that have done so much to protect our freedoms and constitution over the generations. They gave their lives for us. We need to uh, get out there, and a lot of these tracks are going to have uh, taps. They're going to certainly play the national anthem, and everybody's going to stand proud, and that's what it's all about. Take the little ones out there. Let them see what it's really like to be an American citizen and get out there and support grassroots races because they appreciate the military, and it will be a uh, fantastic Memorial Day weekend in and around the southeast. And uh, if they want to come up North Carolina, of course, we'd always have them at Charlotte. We're wide open up here, too. Well, there you go. Lenny, uh, let's remind people uh, how they can tune in to you and hear more from you on your programs that you have with uh, our great friends over at uh, PRN. PRN, go PRN is the website and really give us a follow on our Twitter page, PRN at the track on Twitter, PRN at the track on Twitter. Keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information we can find and just appreciate the fans. Go out, thank somebody that you know in the military, support those families, and uh, we'll see you somewhere at the track this uh, coming weekend. Hey, this is Dennis Pickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung network. It's Alfie bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we uh, love to talk about the world of NHRA and IndyCar, but every now and then we love to focus on the grassroots of racing, those great short track drivers who are making their names known and trying to build their way up into hopefully maybe one day into the NASCAR Cup Series Xfinity or trucks. And we have a, a very young guest on who is uh, definitely making some noise, turning some heads and debuting in the late model series and coming home with a second place finish up in the great state of Wisconsin. So uh, let's head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line and welcome in 15 year old driver from the great state of Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, Let's welcome in Mr. Graham Thompson. Mr. Thompson, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a, a good day today after a very impressive weekend in the late model series. So how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? We're doing good. And I just before we went on the air, I just mentioned you're 15 years old. Uh, when I was 15, I was busy playing video games and just being an annoying a kid to my parents. You went to Wisconsin this past weekend and debuted in the Super Late Model Series. 
and came home with a second place finish. So congratulations. And tell us about your weekend in Wisconsin. And what was it like to debut in a super late model car? It was very awesome. You know, it was a new team. You know, I've, I've never really raced with them before. Brand new car. He, uh, Casey Johnson, that's the team I raced for. Casey Johnson Racing. He was building that car over the winter. And he went down to New Smyrna doing during speed weeks and ran it. Did pretty well in it. I have a really good buddy of mine, John Alverson with Alverson Motorsports. He got in touch with Casey, and uh, we kind of just got in touch with each other for the super light model deal. And I've never ran a super light model before, so that was really cool to be able to, be able to go up to that kind of track and race my debut in that series and in that car in the super light model. So, you know, went up there the week before and, uh, you know, made some practice laps in it. It was actually really quick, you know, early on. And uh, uh, not too far off the leaders, actually, a couple tenths off and uh uh, you know, went up to the race that next week and um, didn't qualify the best. Qualified 13th out of 28 cars. Definitely could have done a whole lot better. But um, I had some issues with, with the car and qualifying. Came in, made some adjustments to it. And uh, Casey actually qualified on the pole. And uh, he went to go do the invert, and it's 8 plus whatever he rolled. So he rolled a 5, so that was 8 plus 5, so that was a 13 for us. So big thanks to him. So we're on the pole for that race, and I was, not going to lie, I was real nervous about it. I didn't know how the car was going to be in those first few laps, you know trying to see where we were and uh you know luckily took the green we got out front early on led some laps i believe we, we led 37 laps and uh we came to a late race caution with about five to go and uh casey johnson and dalton's there were real competitive there at the end dennis prunty and uh took the green uh dalton's there got around us but we were able to fight back on the top and uh Came home with a second place finish. Super proud of my guys. Travis Dasso, Cody Hubert was my spotter. I uh, just, I can't thank that whole team enough. Alverson Motorsports, Baja Starters, Hardcore Fishing Game, Race Face Brand Development, KRC Power Steering, PFC Brake, and uh, Impact Racing for all the help. Well, Grant, like you said, it was your debut. And for you to get in the car for the first time taking practice laps, it's one thing when you're out there by yourself practicing. It's quite a different story when you're out there with a pack of cars and you're racing with everybody. So tell me about the transition. How was it like for you to take that first late model race? And now that you have that one under your belt, how, going forward, do you, is that something you're, you're going to try to do more often? What's your plans with that as far as that super late model driving goes? You know, you think about that, you know, it was a super late model, something that I've never really ran before with that much horsepower. And just, you know, that kind of car. We ran a pro late model with Augie Grill the year before, and they kind of drive similar. But, um, you know, I don't know how I felt about it. You know, it was a different kind of car. We went up there, and, you know, it didn't take it didn't take us too long to adapt to it. And, uh, you know, had had decent speed in it. And, you know, like you said, you know, racing side-by-side side with cars that are close to your speed is a whole lot different than running practice laps by yourself. And that's what I was nervous about, you know, never really – Ran side by side with, with those veteran race car drivers up there, but um, we adapted to it pretty quick, and uh, we ended up doing pretty well in the race. So that was that was very shocking in my opinion. Uh, speaking of Grant Thompson here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and you raced a, amongst some some really veteran drivers in this race at Wisconsin, and I think you really impressed a lot of these guys. They probably looked at you as a 15-year-old kid, a rookie who's never driven in these cars before, and they are probably like, well, we don't know what this what to expect from this young man. But after the race, you really got a lot of great compliments from some of those drivers who were out there racing with you. How does it feel for you to get such great compliments from veteran drivers, you know, not knowing ex exactly what you're going to be doing out there as a first-time driver in this type of series? You know, that, you know, now I think about that, you know, racing with those guys that have been running that series for, you know, five, ten years now, guys that have ran there for a while, 
you know, it, I was very happy with the way the car drove. And, uh, you know, when we went up there and ran so well with those guys, I was, it boosted my confidence level for the rest of my races in that series for the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, to get compliments like that from those guys and they were telling me good job and, and I impressed them, you know, that really felt good to, to hear something from those guys, guys that, you know, I raced side by side with for those laps. And, and just to get compliments from guys like that, that was very confidential, and uh, it'll definitely boost my confidence going off into the next, off into the next race there. And if anybody goes to your website, which is GrantThompsonRacing.com, even though you're the age of 15, you've accomplished a lot in your young racing career. I mean, the future is bright for you. So as far as your plans, as far as where you want to do, where you want to go with this, how how far and how high do you want to go in, in racing? You know, uh, ever since I was a little kid, it's been my dream. I've been wanting to go to the, to the top level of NASCAR and the NASCAR Cup Series. And, you know, over this last bit of, you know, last bit of months, we've been trying to find some, some sponsorship help. Our financial situations haven't been the best. But, you know, like you said, we've had a pretty decent amount of success. You know, last year we – ran the Snowball Derby with Kurt Brent Motorsports, won the Pro Truck Race, and then ran with Aki Grill on the Snowflake 100, finished 12th in that. And, you know, I've had a really, you know, a big group of people help me out, just a lot of great people that have helped me out through my career. I can't thank them enough. Thank them enough. We've had some really cool opportunities to be able to drive for these really good people. And, you know, we're, we're still working on that, you know, moving up through the ranks year after year as we go. And uh, next well, later on this this season, we're supposed to be running the Cars Tour with Justin Johnson racing. Uh, very competitive series, so we're excited about that. But, you know, like I said, you know, just trying to get some sponsorships for this year and, uh, you know, try to try to get to the top level if we can. And if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow you on social media, or maybe see a schedule of races you'll be racing over this year, where can they go to keep up with you and, and get information? My Facebook is Grant Thompson Racing. My Instagram is also Grant Thompson Racing. And I believe my Twitter is GrantThompson54. Y'all can all go follow me on those sites. Uh, just like what you said earlier, my website is GrantThompsonRacing.com. And uh, I believe that's it for my social media site. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final segment of this week's edition of Southern Race Week. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. your buddy, pal, friend, cousin, neighbor, WB. I love it how Alfie on the Food Depot Zoom line has his phone holding up to the screen for the timer. And then I see myself in his phone and then in the screen and everything. It, it's just funny. Alfie, you, you, once again, Southern race week, you bro, you put together a great show, bro. You put together a great, great, Thank great you. show. Oh no. We have some great guests. We had Greg Walter from Charlie motor speedway, Lenny B. Tiki, the host of PRN at the track and young and upcoming 15 year old driver from mobile, Alabama, Grant Thompson. So, Another uh, star-studded lineup, William. And if anybody wants to go back and listen to it all over again or listen to any of our previous episodes, well, you can go to uh, either iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud and check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, available for you every Monday on one of those uh, downloadable sites where you go to get your podcast and uh, enjoy it because we love doing the show. We love uh, hearing the response from our fans and listeners and Really, um, really glad to be doing the podcast as well, William. Always a great way to uh, get the show out to those who might not be able to listen to it when it's on their radio and go back and listen to it maybe again if they're a big fan of the show, want to hear some of those great interviews again. Alfie, again, thank you, brother, for everything. Somebody wants to find out more information about us, you go to Southern Race Week on Facebook. Go to Alfie underscore 19 on Twitter. Me, WB Radio Network on Twitter. Or you can find me on Instagram at William Barber. 
And don't forget SRW Radio on Twitter, where you can find us and keep up to date with all the latest updates if you have not subscribed to your favorite podcast location. Until next week, I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB. I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one, then. Don't forget, shop at your neighborhood Food Depot grocery store, baby, because you'll save more dough. See ya.